everyone, welcome to another episode of Around the Water Cooler with NEDNR. Today it's me, Devin. And Alexa, hi. And today we are talking to the Lower Platte Drought Consortium Group. How exciting. Yes. Um, so to get started, we want to go through introductions of everybody that we're talking to because the Lower Platte Drought Consortium Group includes Omaha and Lincoln, water, we have NEDNR here, and then three NRDs. Good morning. This is Jennifer Shellpepper, and I work for the Nebraska Department of Natural Resources, and I am the Water Planning Division Manager. So so I work across the state with all of our local natural resources district on integrated water management. Good afternoon. My name is Rick Kubat, and I'm with the Metropolitan Utilities District. Uh, we serve water in the Omaha metropolitan area to roughly a third of our state's population. I also am currently sitting as a Nebraska Water Resources Commissioner. That group the NRC provides roughly $11 million annually in water grants for water sustainability projects. Good morning. My name is Steve Owen, and I'm representing the city of Lincoln on the coalition. In my role, I serve as a water production manager for uh, the Lincoln Water System and responsible for water supply planning. Hello, my name is Amanda Grint. I'm the assistant manager at the Papio Missouri River Natural Resources District, and our NRD has uh, the very end of the Lower Platte as it enters into the Missouri River. I'm Paul Zillig, general manager with Lower Platte South NRD here in Lincoln. I, as general manager, we have staff of about 30 Lower Platte South work on uh, groundwater management, those kind of activities. So I oversee those people as uh, we work on that. I'm Darrell Anderson. I'm the water resource manager at the Lower Platte North NRD. Our office is in Wahoo, Nebraska. We kind of have the Laurel Platte tributary from uh, Columbus to almost the Ashland area. Thanks for the introductions. So somebody who's listening to this might not know what the Lower Platte Drought Consortium is or what you do. Can you just give us a little bit of background on what do you do? What is this group? Sure. The group got together in about 2015, 2016 timeframe and put in a grant to the Bureau of Reclamation in the spring of 2016 to get a drought plan put together. There were some current concerns, especially after the 2012 drought that occurred and really did impact some of the flows for the city of Lincoln, which I'm sure Steve will talk about in a little bit. And so we wanted to get uh, ahead of that for the next time that a drought came around and see what we could do to coordinate better. That plan was approved by the Bureau of Reclamation in 2019, and so that we, we began implementing that plan in 2020. And a big focus has been communication among group members as well as communication with the public and making sure that we are getting consistent messaging out there to everyone in the public. Well, it's been a real good group getting together, uh, really improved our communication on these kind of uh, issues. And uh, so it's been really beneficial, it gives us reason to get together, kind of compare notes and uh, coordinate things better. Really great answer, Paul. I would say for the purpose of the consortium, it's important for Nebraska to understand that this collective group represents over half of our state's population in terms of their public water supply needs. And it's important in drought planning that we become proactive and that various partners work together to achieve uh, long-term sustainable growth in terms of our population and, and what we can do to continue to serve folks water. And a lot of times, Folks really only react to drought conditions when the crisis exists. 
and it's important that we get a few steps forward in terms of planning, working together. And unfortunately, I believe that one of the bigger pieces for the consortium is going to be finding an alternative or a supplemental water supply. And a lot of times that's going to require a significant amount of financial resources. And I believe that those financial resources probably won't come in line until we're facing a crisis. Um, and so I think it's important that this group get together so that we at least, at the very least, have the preliminary planning done so that we're ready to go when we get to a point where the state of Nebraska can provide some financial assistance for basically having our state be more sustainability to, in terms of responding to a drought. Really great answer, Rick. And Jennifer had mentioned uh, the Lincoln Water System, and we have dealt with water shortages back in 2012 because of drought conditions, more recently in 2019 because of some extensive flooding. So we've had the experience of dealing with uh, water shortage and then having too much water. But really, it, it made sense after we've been through those experiences to uh, join together and sort of take a collective look at both water use and water management in the Lower Platte Basin. It just makes sense to come together. This group represents the major users, and of course the department and the NRDs are the managers of surface water and groundwater resources. So it just makes sense that we have come together to, uh, to make some collective decisions. Thanks, Steve. I think that that is a perfect segue into our first question of how does, or how can the general public conserve water, and how does that differ from the different water users, whether it's city, rural residents, or agricultural? Well, for the Lincoln Water System, uh, and of course we represent, you know, urban water use as well as Rick with MUD, and some statistics that might, that might show the importance of water conservation. Uh, our customers are actually using less water than they did previously, and that's kind of a surprise to, I think, folks um, um, that we have seen a 30% decrease in per capita water use since the early 1980s. Uh, our highest daily water use dates clear back to 1974, where customers use almost 100 million gallons of water a day. Since that time, we've not seen water use to that extent, and I think that tells us that our customers are practicing water conservation. They're more mindful of the value of the resource, but really it comes down to outdoor water use. A lot of that 30% reduction that we've seen are probably related to water conserving fixtures and indoor water use. There's been a lot of improvements and a lot of uh, examples of good water conservation in the commercial and industrial sector. Obviously, bottom line, makes those customers look at how can we save money. Uh, water is a cost of providing goods and services. So that's another uh, group of customers that have contributed, I think, significantly to that, that water reduction. So really it comes down to what's the next low-hanging fruit. And for us, we believe it's outdoor water use and really lawn watering. So we're going to, to really emphasize that in the future as kind of the next step in really uh, in water conservation for our utility. We see, uh, at times, wasteful watering. We see overwatering. And on a hot summer day, we can, we can use more than 50% of the water that we produce. And there's an expense in doing that. 
over 50% of the water that's being used and provided to Lincoln customers is simply for lawn watering. So that's really the next place that we want to emphasize good conservation measures. What I would add to that, that I think just information for the general public, for the state of Nebraska specifically, uh, well over 90% of our water use in our state is for irrigated agriculture. When we talk about the public water supply, and that is all residential, industrial, and commercial, it's less than 5% of our state's overall use of water. So when we look to the future, the areas that are going to be really important in terms of water uh, conservation are going to be sustainable farming practices. And the NRDs, or the Nebraska Resource Districts, are tasked with managing that. And as we, as our agricultural community implores new technologies and wiser uses of water, it's going to be really important that we look specifically to how we're using water for our engine of our state being irrigated agriculture. That said, on the the municipal water supply side, in in terms of uh, serving our cities, I know MUD and I believe our cohorts down in Lincoln, we both implore what's known as an inclining block rate structure, which essentially is the more water you use, the more expensive that water becomes. The less water you use per the amount, it's it's basically cheaper. As Steve. Owen with the city of Lincoln mentioned, we've over the last couple of decades have been able to serve a growing population. And again, that includes residential, commercial, and industrial water. And we haven't we haven't been forced to supply more water to that growing population because you have low efficiency items within your home and folks are using less water. Um, so th- that's been a good trend in, in terms of the municipal water supply. But I do think it's important to uh, understand in in the bucket it's one nickel on the less than one nickel on the dollar that's being used for municipal water purposes thanks rick that's a good segue into maybe let's have the nrds answer from their perspective of um, the people that live in your districts and then also trying to manage the groundwater use sure well at lower platte south in in the lincoln area uh, i I guess the one thing to recognize for our consortium area Lincoln and Omaha, I mean, that's most of the population, but we probably have 50, 60 other small towns out there that have their own water supply. So they're in a little bit different situation. Parts of our NRDs are really short on water just naturally, and uh, we have rural water districts that supply water for those areas. And then then we have acreage owners and farmsteads that have their own wells, and uh, some of those areas have somewhat marginal water too. So some of the some of them they're conserving water all the time just because they have a poor water supply. So they're uh, they're thinking about this uh, this all the time. The irrigation that's out there. Some areas we've got a lot of irrigation. Other areas it's just dry land farming too. So uh, you know the the water is it varies all the way across the the area. There's no doubt. That, I mean, there's continued improvement and efforts to improve irrigation management and different uh, better hybrids of crops that uh, will use less water. And, uh, you know, there's more use of water meters and uh, management from that standpoint. So there's there's improvements there. But uh, obviously, if you look at the total water used in the state, uh, you know, irrigation is a, is a big, big player in the whole thing. From the Papio NRD perspective, 
uh, the majority of our district really is served from MUD water or our rural water districts, um, which our rural water districts have adopted some of the MUD triggers for conservation so that they match. And we appreciate the consortium for the messaging that we can help spread in our district uh, for conservation measures across the board. So for the residential, um, we also have a lot of our cultural area in our district, and definitely um, irrigation technologies is a way where we really need to focus on, and especially in those areas that are connected to the lower plot. Um, we have a lot of plans in place and some steps in place for um, different measures uh, for the irrigation meters in the lower plot area. And we think that is uh, a real ticket to help conserve water from the irrigation side of things. Well, from the lower Platte North NRD's perspective, we have over 4,500 irrigation wells in our district. We're probably up, up at the NRD's, we've, and we've got close to half a million acres of irrigated land. But we have been, been promoting cost share on soil moisture sensors for these producers. And we work a lot with the University of Nebraska. We're right this coming year, we're going to have a couple demo plots doing some precision irrigation utilizing uh, their equipment that we're going to show producers how to cut back on their water use, doing better irrigation management as you move forward and stuff. And we also, like I said, we do measure water levels, and we do have an area right next to the Platte River that we measure uh, three times a year to make sure that the water levels are, are staying consistent uh, for the well fields for Lincoln and Omaha. How does long-term drought affect your management practices, and how do multiple-year droughts compound the effects of drought? From the Papio NRD perspective, we have a groundwater management plan, as do the other NRDs, but that helps us to navigate through long-term drought. It sets certain triggers that we can implement different regulations at certain triggers. So we have been proactive in putting together a plan that helps us look at long-term drought along with our participation in the consortium. You know, in multiple year droughts, just obviously compound that by making, probably receiving more complaints. What we really do for that is investigate those complaints, monitor that, and really see what then needs to happen for the triggers in our groundwater management plan to go. But definitely as things continue longer, we definitely get more requests to investigate, whether that be domestic or irrigation wells in our district. Well, from Lower Platte North Energy's perspective, and Amanda pretty well highlighted things. We do have management plan. We do have triggers. We've been measuring wells since 1987. We have triggers in the wells, and, and we look at. We actually divide up our energy into sub-area aquifers that we look at separate aquifers as we move forward on a long-term drought. And long-term drought, it, like I said, it does take time. Uh, we, we when we do our triggers, it takes three years of measurement of a well to get below the triggers before we actually move into management, um, which can, if you're going beyond the three years, can, can be pretty concerning to people that can, uh, domestic wells that can start running out of water before that and stuff. Yeah, at, at Lower Platte South, I mean, we, all the NRDs have groundwater management plans follow from the irrigators that are out there uh, obviously we haven't had too many multiple year droughts that's what we always are you know kind of concerned about so we're, we're hopeful that you get get some more rain and don't have to deal with that you know obviously everybody that is utilizing water as the drought continues to extend further then uh, everybody has to consider other other options on how to water get by with less water and that's uh, that's on everybody to do that. Yeah, so I may, may have mentioned it before, uh, Lincoln does have a water management plan, and in that plan is where we specify how we're going to deal with water shortages, whether it's caused from 
uh, droughts, catastrophic events like the flood that we had in 2019. So that is the plan that sort of sets forth how we're going to manage in the case of a drought and message to our customers how they can conserve water. Once again, we really emphasize uh, lawn irrigation as a way to conserve water. And Rick had mentioned this idea about an inclining block rate structure. That's kind of a, an odd term, but I think we would both agree that it's really a water conservation rate structure, whereby our customers that use more water, they will be charged a higher rate for the water that they use, and we're primarily targeting, again, lawn watering. So we always like to remind our customers, especially when we're dealing with long periods of drought, that when they choose to water their lawns, they're going to be paying a significantly higher rate than they would normally pay, say, in the, in the winter. In fact, our rate, we have three tiers, and our, our top rate is over twice as much as the lowest rate. And it's really designed, that lowest rate is really designed to look at water that's being used in the home, an average, an average home. And so that third tier is really designed to hit those folks that are doing lawn watering. And, and it's a rate that's really based on, it's more expensive for us to have to provide that peak water use in the summer. When the sprinklers come on in the, in the early morning hours, both utilities have to have facilities in place and the capacity to provide that, that amount of water. And that's really what that charge is based on. The idea about back-to-back -back droughts, it's, it's somewhat untested. The last two major droughts were in 2000 in 2012. After those years, we got we returned back to normal rainfall. So for Lincoln, it is a little bit untested. We are beginning to see some rainfall in the basin uh, in the western part of the state. Unfortunately, Lincoln has missed some of that. We're holding this podcast in the middle of May. So we are hopeful that we'll see a little bit of rain come to the east, but certainly having rain in the basin out west is certainly beneficial for us if it can get down to uh, to the lower reaches of the Platte River. For the Omaha metropolitan area in terms of drought conditions, we're pretty fortunate that we are able to rely on, on a couple of different water sources. We have three water treatment plants, one that primarily relies or exclusively relies on the Missouri River in, in that water source. And then our other two plants, one relies on the Platte River aquifer, and the, other, and the third plant is located at the confluence of the Platte and Missouri River. And it's because of that diverse mix of water supplies that at least thus far, we've been fortunate to be able to respond to drought conditions. That said, like city, when we are under drought conditions, it stresses water distribution systems in terms of peak hours when everybody gets up in the morning, everybody wants to take a shower at the same time, and you've got irrigated sprinkler systems going on. It stresses a water distribution system. It's important also to understand that the most stressful times of year for the public water supply system at least in the east, often tend to be during irrigation season, being June, July, and August, because that's when upstream folks also need their water supply to make sure that they can take care of their crops. So specifically for us, those are the time periods where we're really focused in on how much water is coming down both the Platte and Missouri River systems. For the state of Nebraska, um, we administer surface water everywhere, um, not just in the lower Platte, so I'll probably be speaking of 
little bit broader than just this group. But overall, uh, under our state statutes, surface water is administered in a priority system, which means if you're first in time, you're first in right. So if you have the oldest water right on our books, you came in and applied first, you get the water first whenever there is a, a shortage out there. Now, to enforce that, of course, takes a lot of people in the field and a lot of time. So anytime there is dry or drought condition, all of our field staff have to go out and they have to do a lot more measuring of the stream flow to ensure what's there, as well as measuring what folks are taking and diverting out of the stream, um, ensuring everybody is following their water right. So there's a lot of work to enforce those senior water rights and ensure that under the statutes they're getting their water. Uh, it also affects the actions that we need to take to be in compliance with any of our interstate agreements and can put more restrictions into place in those areas where that's required. Again, that's not really the lower plat, but just as a general part of drought, uh, that is what we do. Uh, we also have actions in place, management actions, where we can augment flows and do that in times of drought so that folks can continue to do irrigation while we still maintain compliance with those interstate agreements. So that's a variety of what we do. In this group, we really uh, cooperate with the folks sitting around the table here today uh, making sure that we're all communicating to the public clearly and that we understand what the NRDs are doing, they understand what we're trying to do, and that we're managing it as one resource together. That was a great answer. Thanks, everybody. And I know we just kind of touched on this, but what is this group doing for the drought planning for this season? Or maybe if, you know, the drought from last year continues on to this year. How is this group being proactive about that? We're here today in this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> making sure we get the message out so folks are aware. We did have a pretty significant drought last year. And right now we are still in drought. Yeah, it's been raining this week. Uh, well, maybe who knows when this podcast comes out. But the week we're talking, it was raining. But who knows later. So it's still dry. The soil conditions are dry. And we want the public to know that so they can be prepared for that. Your plants, your trees, those sorts of things out there, right? The trees are really dry. Uh, so just you need to be aware. We want everyone to know that that's still an issue, even though you see the rain clouds in the sky today. Yeah, for the city of Lincoln, Lincoln residents, I think, will begin to see us doing more promotion this year. As Jennifer just mentioned, we're coming off a dry year in 2022, at least for the lower Platte River Basin. It, it's still dry. It appears it'll remain dry throughout the summer. And again, we're going to be uh, promoting outdoor water use conservation. And one item that we always like to emphasize with our customers, automatic irrigation systems, it's sort of you love them or hate them. Um, they actually can be useful for a, for a customer that's trying to maintain their turf. If they're installed correctly, they can apply water at optimum rates. Uh, but what we see, and especially on the commercial side, is this idea of set it and forget it. So irrigation systems are coming on on a frequent basis, oftentimes after it's rained, and really we're encouraging our customers to not set it and forget it. Turn the irrigation systems on only when it's needed. That's like my biggest pet peeve is when I see a sprinkler running and it's raining. I'm just like, why? Or it's like directed towards the street. Oh, it's <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Yes. You know, in, in Lower Platte South, uh, the first step for everybody, I think, is uh, kind of water smart. Be thinking about what you're doing. Use your water wisely. Uh, that's always good. We, we get always get calls in about somebody that's filling their pond with their well water and those type of things. So, you know, it's those kind of things people just need to be thinking about uh, 
uh, neighbors and uh, how much water they use and what they're using it for. Well, from Lower Platte North, like I said, I mentioned earlier about, you know, we are encouraging soil moisture sensors for producers to, again, water at the correct time when it, when it needs the water because, you know, we know that we've got limited water in some parts of our district that can be uh, concerning. Some of these producers are going to start with water levels that's lower than they have been for numerous years. It means more pumping costs for them to, uh, to start the wells up. And then, like I said, we're going to increase our education through our avenues that we utilize at this time to you know, water smart, like uh, Paul said over here. Having this be one of the first drought consortium groups in the state, that's really exciting. It's really exciting to see multiple partners, multiple stakeholders being brought to the table to make sure that all water users and managers are involved in this conversation. So I think that that's really exciting and it gives people hope. You know, they think about the drought and they're just like, oh man, well, what are we going to do? You know, not to be a Debbie Downer, but this is really exciting and, you know, I'm hopeful for our water management in the future. What is one thing that you want someone listening to this podcast to take away from this conversation? Well, I, I think the one of the main things is for people to communicate about it, talk things over uh, about water conservation and different ideas and things they can do. I think that's uh, that's one of the main things that we've gained by it, uh, communicating better and uh, trying to work through these challenging times. What, I, what I've seen uh, is that the communication with the uh, Lincoln and Omaha water systems and the NRDs has really developed greatly through this consortium. We have faces we can put people together now and, and we can talk within these agencies to uh, deal with the uh, issues as they come up and uh, is very beneficial for us. Yeah, I would second Paul and Daryl's uh, messages on the just the importance of including the NRDs with the municipal water users and the state as we look at the lower plat because it is it's such a a large natural resource for our state, but also as Rick mentioned, uh, a huge population of our state relies on that for municipal water. So. Just would like the public to know that these groups like the consortium are very important that we all can coordinate our efforts and understand everybody's um, different views on the importance of the Lower Platte River. Thanks, Amanda. Uh, I want to add that from, uh, you know, the beginning of this group getting together is not only responding to drought, but mitigating drought, so taking mitigation actions. And I think going through that process of developing the plan really helped all of us think about what are actions that we could take to mitigate the effects of drought, such as communicating to the public, encouraging conservation out there, but also uh, other actions that we might be able to do as a group to help augment flows so that when the next drought comes that we can prevent it. So definitely I think the purpose of this group is to be positive, to get ahead of things, and not just respond to the crisis in the moment. Also have that prepared, but first and foremost, get those mitigation preventive actions into place. The Lower Platte Consortium, I don't know if we did cover this, but the, the group is made up of the Lower Platte North NRD, the Lower Platte South NRD, Papia Missouri River NRD, the Department of Natural Resources, uh, Lincoln Water Systems in conjunction with the City of Lincoln and the Metropolitan Utilities District. In, I, I think that the public would appreciate the fact that those are basically all of your folks in charge of water stewardship here in the east, being the primarily the Lincoln and Omaha metropolitan areas and surrounding communities. And it's a good it's a good symbol 
that all of those entities are working together with the shared goal so that we can collectively respond uh, to drought conditions. So that's that's one of the great things about the this the Lower Platte Consortium is it should it provide the public with some assurance that we're looking to the future and we're working together in a collective sense so that we can be better prepared for drought conditions. That was a really good recap. Thank you. Yeah, I would certainly echo the members here at the podcast uh, this idea of a collective thought process, collective management of the resource is, is very important. Uh, and really, this is the first time that water managers and water users, the, the two utilities uh, in the Lower Platte Basin, have really gotten together and, and talked about these issues. And our customers should be mindful of the resource, the fact that this resource is, is it's finite. And our customers should be aware that uh, when they're out watering their yard, it's, it's using a finite resource. And that's what this consourcing is all has been about, is trying to manage that resource appropriately. Thanks, Steve. I guess kind of a follow-up question is, if somebody were to be interested in the consortium or this group or wanted to know more about how they can be involved or what you do for them, where could they go? Well, they could talk to any one of us. Uh, we're all available and happy to speak with folks. Um, there's various people in each of our agencies that will be happy to do education and outreach events with folks. That's uh, what Alexa does all the time for DNR. So we could get her out there doing some more of that. Um, <laughs> But we also have a website, and that website contains all of the latest drought information for this Lower Platte area. It also contains the triggers for the plan that would say what level of drought we are in in accordance with the plan. And we put just all kinds of drought information up there that the folks could look at. And if you needed help understanding what it is, by all means, you know, reach out to us and ask questions. We're happy to walk folks through that. Well, I will remind you, all, all the entities have websites. We all have drought information on our websites. We have cost share practices on our websites. So you always can reach out, go to our websites. And like I said, we all have an I&E department that loves to go out and do education too. That's awesome. Okay, well, I just want to say thanks, everybody, again, for being a part of this podcast, and thanks for all the work that you do for all of the water users in the state. Again, this has been fun. I've learned a lot, so thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you.